Welcome to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program coming to you from the Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I invite you to get your Bibles and join us as my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, continues the edifying series on Heavenly Authority. Currently, we are in the section on the Judges, and we left off the Sunday sermon last time having looked at the victory God gave the Israelites through Deborah and Barak over Jabin, the king of Canaan, and his armies under the command of Sisera. We saw the death of Sisera at the hands of the Kenite woman Jael, and then Pastor read from the Song of Deborah in Judges chapter 5, verse 2. Let's pick up the Sunday message at that point. When lead is lead, and the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. That's when there's victory against the enemy. When you have leaders that are willing to take their role, Barak finally got up and did what he was supposed to do. He led. Deborah was obedient to the voice of God from the beginning, and she judged Israel. When the leaders do what they're supposed to do, and they're not afraid, and they stand up, and they lead the troops into battle, and the people are willing. They're not fighting against the leaders. They're not hesitant, but they want the victory also. When the people are volunteers, when the people are willing, bless the Lord, then mighty things are going to happen. And it's true today in the church. If those who are called to the positions of leadership do what they're supposed to do, lead. Tell the way of God, not the ways of men, not the traditions of men, but lead in the power of the Spirit. And the people willingly offer themselves to God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And they have a volunteer spirit. They're not being pulled along to do things they don't want to do. Rather, they're willing to fight in this battle of the Lord to bring forth the gospel and to see the work of the Lord done, the work of the kingdom done. Bless the Lord because it's being done all around the right way. The leaders are doing what they're supposed to do. The people are willing to do what they're supposed to do. Everything works properly. Bless the Lord. When the leaders or the princes lead in Israel, when the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. Then you go down to verse 6. She says in her song, In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted, and the travelers walked along the byways, and village life ceased. It ceased in Israel. And it's speaking about the condition that happened because of Jabin, king of the Canaanites, the oppression of the Israelites. They couldn't even walk on the main roads. And village life ceased. It ceased in Israel. Until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. And you see Deborah there. We know last week we spoke about last time under the palm tree of Deborah how she sat there with the anointing of the Spirit. She gave prophecies so they would bring difficult situations to her and she would judge them. And we see now how she went about that. She went about as a mother in Israel. She was as a mother to them, giving them the wise counsel of the Lord. Until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. And that's an important concept 
for women in their place of authority in the church to be as Deborah, to be as a mother to the others, someone that nurtures and is kind and is concerned. In verse 9, it says, My heart is with the rulers of Israel who offered themselves willingly with the people. Bless the Lord. She has kind feelings. Her heart is with the rulers of Israel who offer themselves willingly with the people. Here again you have the sacrifice of service. The leaders offer themselves willingly with the people. The sacrifice of service, desiring to do what's right. They volunteered. And she goes on from here in verses 12 to 17 to praise those who came out to do what was right, to fight with Barak and to rebuke those who stayed behind. She speaks about Reuben, the tribe of Reuben, who had in verse 16, great searching of heart. Should they go, should they not go? When it was a time to go into the battle. And those who willingly went, those leaders who willingly offer themselves are responsible for the victory, the sacrifice of service. If you go down to verse 18 in this song, and obviously this is anointed song by the Spirit. It says, Zebulun is a people who jeopardize their lives to the point of death. Naphtali also on the heights of the battlefield. The kings came and fought. The kings of Canaan fought. In Teanach, by the waters of Megiddo, they took no spoils of silver. They fought from the heavens, the stars from their courses fought against Sisera. The torrent of Kaishan swept them away, that ancient torrent, the torrent of Kaishan, O oh my soul, march on in strength. And you can see her being lifted up in the song, in the spirit. And you start to sense here that besides the battle going on on land, there's a heavenly battle going on against the ancient spiritual forces of the Canaanites in that land. Teanach. Teanach is an ancient royal city of the Canaanites. It's where the, the, the king was located. That's where Jabin would be. When Joshua comes into the land, the king was conquered of Teanach, but the inhabitants were not completely driven out, and so they resettled it. And you read about that in Judges 1, 27. And you see here, as they're coming out for battle, and this is all in that area of Naphtali, Zebulun and Naphtali, the kings come forth from Zebulun and Naphtali, and the kings of Canaan come out, and Teanach is the center of this battle. They talk about the defeat of Jabin. And they fought from the heavens, the stars from their courses. And you know the stars are a type of angels. There's a heavenly battle going on here, as there's a battle going on on land. And you can see the angels of the Lord against these demons of the Canaanites. And even as that Kaishan River flows down into that area from the Mediterranean, so there's this flow of history, the defeat of the Canaanites and the conquering of the demons in the heavenly realms. The torrent of Kaishan swept them away, the ancient torrent the torrent of Kaishan, O oh my soul, march on. And it's by the waters of Megiddo. And you have here 
the beginning of the prophetic importance of Megiddo, even back in the time of Judges, a symbol of the final conflict between God and the forces of evil, Megiddo, the mountain of Megiddo, Armageddon. Armageddon comes from Megiddo. Let's go to verse 24. She says, Most blessed among women is Jael, the wife of Heba the Kenite. Blessed is she among the women in the tents. And again you start to see that comparison in Luke chapter 1, verse 28, where the angel says to Mary, And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. But the difference is, in the New Testament we have a pure and holy battle. We have a pure and holy victory as this young Israeli virgin agrees to the will of God, a Messiah is born, and Jesus by his death conquers Satan. As you go into the book of Judges, uh, it's not such a pure and holy victory. It's a glorious victory. It's the power of God. But even as we studied last time with Ehud, how the deception he uses to defeat the king Eglon, that fat king, remember when he hits him with the, with the dagger? He hides the dagger. There was deception. Here you have Jael, and there's deception that she uses to bring Sisera into the tent before she destroys him. It's not necessarily the most glorious or the most pure of victories. And you have to remember, what we're studying the book of Judges is an age of apostasy. It's a crude and rough way as the people have gone away from the Lord, and it takes a very rough deliverance. And you see the power of the hand of God, but you don't see the glory of the purity that you see in the New, the New Testament. But Barak conquers to the man Sisera's army and the multitude of fighters and his 900 iron chariots. And what does it say at the end of verse 31? So the land had rest for 40 years. What can we learn about authority that God gives women from Deborah? Well, first, Deborah is used by God. That's clear. And God will use in his service women just as he uses men for his kingdom. She's clearly used by God. Second, the power that she has comes from God. She's an anointed prophetess. Prophecy is a gift from the Holy Spirit. And God gives gifts of the Holy Spirit to women just as he gives them to men. Third, the office that she has is established by God. Remember back in verse 4 of chapter 4, she was judging Israel at that time. The same phrase as a judge used for all the others, Othniel, Ehud, Samson. The office that she has is established by God. So she's used by God, her power comes from God, and her office is established by God. Yet, in verse 6, she's the one that sends for Barak and says, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor? 
he was to lead the troops. And he doesn't really want to do it. He's not anxious to do it. And when he finally agrees, he wants her there. He was the one that was supposed to be out in front leading the troops. In this world, there are certain things that are just not proper for women to do. It's out of nature, the way God planned it. That's the reason Barak was to go and fight. He was to be the one in the front. Doesn't take away from Deborah's position. Doesn't take away from the fact that God used Deborah. Doesn't take away from the fact that God anointed her and gifted her. But in the battle, he was supposed to be out in front. And she's annoyed that he won't do what he's supposed to. She didn't see her position minimized in any way by the fact that God wanted Barak out in front. And she was the one pushing him to lead the troops. The position and importance of Deborah is clear in this section. She judged Israel. But each is supposed to be in the proper order established by God. Everyone's authority has to be in the proper order as God established. She had a position, but she could not do what Barak was supposed to do. Each in proper order as established by God. And this is important when we look at the role of New Testament women in the church. If you would like to write to us or feel led of the Lord to help support our church's outreach, our address is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle's Sunday service is at 10 a.m. at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Join us next time for Shear Jashub.